live stream. I'm excited that you're joining me today. Whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay, I'm excited. Today, we're going to be talking about a word that the Lord has put in my heart for 2024. It's going to be awesome. So if you're joining live, let me pull you up here. Um, if you're joining live, let me know in the chat where you are watching from so that I can see. Um, and I'm excited today to share with you guys out of uh, the word of God, some things that the Lord has put on my heart for this year, um, you know, and really starting with it. And I, I, um, I shared this on my podcast last week. I talked about having a vision for 2024. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that and really understanding that your entire year, 2024, God has prepared good things for you to walk in this year. God has opened doors prepared for you. He has provision prepared for you. He has divine connections, divine relationships prepared for you this year. And so really it's up to us to discover how can we walk in those things, right? We have to learn, okay, how do we step into all these amazing things that God has in store for us? And it starts with, you have to be totally convinced that God has things that are prearranged for you. And really that comes from the word of God. You know, this is the scripture I was reading this morning. This is Hebrews 4.3. It says that his works have been completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. So what does that mean? That means that everything that God wants to do in your life has been completed and prepared. It's completed and prepared for you in Christ. And so it's not like, you know, because I think many times, and I've been guilty of this as well, we can be praying for the Lord to give us provision or praying for the Lord for an open door or crying out that God would make these things happen. But really what we have to understand is that all these things, they're already prepared. They're, they're there in the plan of God. And all that is waiting is for us to show up with our faith. That's the only thing that, that it needs really is for us to show up and access it by faith and step into the things that God has already prepared. And so this is another scripture that I always talk about, Ephesians 2.10. Uh, this is the Amplified Classic. It says that we are God's own handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus, born again, that we might do the good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live there is a prearranged uh open door for you there is a prearranged path for your life there's there are prearranged divine relationships for god to 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 use in your life to bring into your life but the problem is that we have to discover these things and it starts with believing that god has something prepared for you. And so this was another scripture when I was just praying about uh, 2024 and praying about the new year. You know, usually what I do at the beginning of the year is I listen to a lot of different ministers and what, because a lot of different ministers, usually they come out with different words that they feel like God is emphasizing for the new year. So usually what I do is I listen to all of those and I feel like God will take bits and pieces from certain ministers that I've listened to. And I will usually come up with my own word that I feel like is, you know, tailor-made for my own life. And this is one of the scriptures that I heard in a sermon that the Lord highlighted to me that I really felt like was a word for this year. And this is Luke 22. Um, Luke 22. And let's start in verse 10. 
Um, or no, let's go uh, start at verse nine. It says, they said to Jesus, where do you want us to prepare it? Talking about the Passover meal. And he said to them, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters. And you shall say to the owner of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? So they're asking Jesus, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal. And Jesus is telling them exactly what's gonna happen. There was a prearranged uh, encounter for them to have with this man. And Jesus went on to say, and he will show you a large and furnished upper room. So Jesus said, he's gonna show you a large and not only a large room that was perfect for their need, but it was furnished. What does that mean? That it was furnished with everything that they needed to prepare the Passover meal. And so I feel like for this year, that's something that I felt like the Lord put on my heart for this year is that God is gonna bring you into a place that is furnished. That means that there is everything that you need is already in the plan of God. It's in the place where he's gonna lead you. God is gonna lead you into a place that has everything that you need. It has all the equipment you need to fulfill the assignment of God on your life. That's awesome. So this room was furnished and prepared. And then it says in verse 13, and they left and they found everything just as he had told them. They found the very thing that Jesus had described. They found the room totally furnished just as Jesus had showed them. So what I want you to get out of this, and I have three points here, but the first thing that you have to understand is that God has a prearranged and prepared plan for your life this year. You're not, you you know, it's not like you, God has to come up with something for you to do this year. It's not like God has to come up with open doors and opportunities for this, for you this year. It's all already prepared in the plan of God. It's already set out for you. All you have to do is walk into it. And you know, there's another scripture as well. Many people know this one, Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, I know the plans that I have for you. God already knows the plans that he has for you. There's another scripture in Psalms. It says, um, how great is thy goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. God has, of course, he's already done so many amazing things in all of our lives, right? He's done great things in our lives already, but he says in that verse, how great is the goodness, the good things which God has actually stored up for those who fear them. If you are a person that fears the Lord, if you are born again, if you are serving the Lord, God has literally each and every year, he has good things that he has been storing up to release into your life. So there is an accumulation of good things. There is an accumulation of open doors, of opportunities, of the favor of God for you to step into this year. It's already stored up. It's already prepared. It's already there for the taking. But you have to believe that. And so that's what I want to start off with asking you. Do you believe that God has prepared good things for you? Because some people, before I get into my three points, you know, some people are so afraid of yielding to the plan of God, because in order to yield to the plan of God, you have to die to your own plans, right? You have to uh, give up your way of doing things. And so many people, they fight against the plan of God. And I have a whole podcast on that on my channel that you can check out. It's called Yielding to the Plan of God, because people fight against the plan of God so hard because they're afraid that 
you know, it's not going to be good or they're not going to like whatever God brings their way. But you have to understand that God's plan for your life is a million times better than anything that you could come up with. You have to believe that and you have to yield to the plan of God and lay down your own plans, lay down your own ambitions, your own dreams and say, Lord, whatever you have prepared for me this year, I'm going to walk in it. And, you know, the Bible also says it says what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard and what's never even entered into the heart of man. The wonderful things that God has prepared for those who love him. So if you're wondering what does the plan of God that he's prepared for you, what does it look like? It's what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard. It's greater than anything you've ever heard of being done before. It's greater than anything that you can imagine. That is the plan of God. So you want to get in on it. So I'm going to share with you these three points that the Lord downloaded into my heart this morning as to how we can step in to the prearranged plan of God for our lives in 2024. And if you are joining me live, I would love to see in the chat where you're watching from. I'm glad that you're joining today. I believe that this word is greatly going to bless you. And so the first point that I have, how can we step in to the prepared plan of God for 2024 for our lives? Number one, waiting upon the Lord. This is the first thing. You have to wait upon the Lord. What am I talking about? I'm not talking about sitting there and twiddling your thumbs and waiting for God to do something. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say wait upon the Lord, I'm talking about cultivating intimacy with the Lord, waiting upon the Lord. It means to minister to the Lord in worship, in prayer, wait upon the Lord, meditate upon the word of God, begin to wait upon the Lord. So let's read the scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. It says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they will mount up with wings like eagles. So why is, why is this my first point that you have to wait upon the Lord? Waiting upon the Lord is the key to mounting up and mounting up like eagles. What I want you to understand about this phrase, mounting up with wings like eagles. What's so powerful if you study about eagles, eagles actually, when they mount up and they soar, they actually soar above the clouds. They soar above storms. It could be literally a torrential downpour storm going on and eagles are literally able to mount up and rise above the storm clouds and soar above them. They don't even have to flap their wings. They're able to ride ride upon the winds that are above the clouds. So that's why this is so powerful. When you wait upon the Lord, what happens is you begin to mount up. You begin to mount up above the cares of life, above the distractions of life, and you begin to enter into a higher flow. You begin to enter into the flow of the spirit. We need to be living in the spirit. If you want to walk out the plan of God for your life, you have to learn how to walk in the spirit. And I talked about this in my podcast from last week. I was talking about this year. I feel like the Lord really highlighted that to me. This year, it's going to be crucial that you do not allow yourself to get distracted by what is going on in the world. If you are caught up by the distractions of the chaos that is going on around you, you're not going to be able to fulfill the plan of God. You're not going to be able to fulfill the plan of God. You have to mount up. You have to mount up and ride above the cares of life and the distractions of life because I believe this year, especially this year, we will have many reasons to be distracted, many reasons to be pulled off course, many reasons to be uh, taken off course from what God wants to do in your life. 
Trust me, the enemy will give you all kinds of reasons, but when you wait upon the Lord, that's when you mount up, that you enter into a higher flow. You enter into the realm of the spirit where you are riding above. You are riding above the storms of life, above the distractions, and you are focused on what God is assigned for you to do. You're focused on the plan of God, focused on the will of God. And how does this come? It comes by waiting upon the Lord. And so what, what really, let's talk more about that practically. What, how do we wait upon the Lord? Well, there's a scripture. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Mark 1, verse 35. Me and my husband have actually been talking about this scripture because, <laughs> because um, we're trying to get inspired to wake up earlier in the morning. How many of you know we need to wake up earlier this year, right, to seek the Lord? Uh, and so this is a great scripture to stand on. Maybe you're also trying to uh, wake up earlier to seek the Lord. This is Mark 135. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. This is a picture of what it looks like to wait upon the Lord. To wait upon the Lord. Every single morning, Jesus got up while it was still dark outside. Before the sun rose, Jesus got up and it says that he went to a secluded place to pray to seek the Lord, to wait upon the Lord, to minister to the Lord. It doesn't mean that he was just sitting there waiting, like twiddling his thumbs. He was ministering to the Lord in prayer, in worship, getting a download from his father for what that day would hold. And that's why it says in that Isaiah 40 scripture that I just read, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That word renew, you could also say exchange. You, as you wait upon the Lord, as you spend time seeking the Lord in worship and in prayer, what happens is you're exchanging your human strength for divine strength, divine strength to mount up and to live in a different flow, to live above uh, the chaos that is going on in the world. This is how it happens by waiting upon the Lord, seeking him early in the morning. And, you know, many people would say, you know, well, that's great, Victoria, but I don't really have time to wait upon the Lord. You know, maybe you have kids, maybe you're working full time. Maybe you have a super busy schedule. And me and my husband have a super busy schedule. But what it boils down to is how bad do you want the plan of God? How hungry are you? for uh, God's best in your life. And that's really what you have to ask yourself because whatever you wanna do, you'll make time for. People make time for the things that they wanna do. And so that's why it says that Jesus got up a long while before the sun. He made it happen. Jesus got up super early. He went to a secluded place and he began to pray and seek the Lord. And you know, another version of that uh, scripture in Isaiah 40 where it talks about waiting upon the Lord. If you look up the word wait, it can also mean to bind together by twisting, which I thought that was so interesting when I read that because, you know, waiting upon the Lord, that's a great image. What does it mean? It means to be uh, intimately, you're being, you're binding yourself to the Lord and with his word. As you meditate on the word, you are entangling yourself. You're getting caught up in the spirit realm. You're getting caught up in the plan of God for your life. You're getting caught up in his word. You're getting caught up right in the presence of God. You're, you're binding together by twisting. It's, it's becoming intimate with the Lord. And so I love that. And you can go study that verse more. Isaiah 40, it's so powerful. And so that's the first thing. How can we step into the prepared plan of God for our lives this year? Number one is by waiting upon the Lord. Number two, 
which is connected to waiting upon the Lord. This is number two. You have to hear and see what the spirit is saying and doing. You have to enter into the realm where you are hearing and you are seeing what God wants to do in your life. And this is, this is really connected to the first point, waiting upon the Lord. When you wait upon the Lord, what happens is he will begin to show you the things that he's prepared for you. He will begin to speak to you and tell you where to go, what to do, what to say, because really many people are running around in the flesh trying to accomplish things for God, trying to do the plan of God, trying to make things happen for themselves. But really where your effort needs to be is in waiting upon the Lord to hear what he wants you to do, to allow him to show you what it is that he has in store for you and only do what God tells you to do. Only go where God tells you to go. And this is exactly how Jesus operated. Let me read you this. This is John chapter five. Jesus said that he only does what he sees the father doing. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. And he says, for the father loves the son and shows him everything that he is doing. So waiting upon the Lord every single day, that's how you're going to renew your strength to mount up and enter into the plan of God. Because what happens when you take time to wait on the Lord is he will show you, he will show you what to do and where to go and what to say. So it's all about hearing and seeing God. What, what do you have in store for me? That's really what it all boils down to. And that's how Jesus operated. So like I read in Mark 1 35, every morning, Jesus went out to seek his father in prayer. What do you think was happening? early in the morning while he was praying, his father was showing him, this is what I want you to do today. This is where I want you to go today. This is what you're going to encounter today, preparing him for what he was going to encounter, the opposition, the difficulties, what miracles he wanted to perform. And that's why Jesus was not pushed around by circumstances. Jesus knew exactly every single day what he was supposed to do, where he was supposed to go, who he was supposed to pray for, what miracles he was supposed to do, what city to go to. Jesus knew because he spent time waiting upon the Lord. And understand that when you wait upon the Lord and you allow the Lord to show you what you're supposed to be doing, when you're, you're in the flow of God's plan, there's strength for that and there's grace for that. And that's why it goes on to say in Isaiah 40 that those who do that, if you'll wait upon the Lord to hear and see what he wants you to do, then you'll be able to run and not get tired. You'll be able to walk and not faint. Why? Because you're in the grace of God. You're in the flow of his plan. There's, there's already grace for you there. There's already strength for you there. God has already prepared that way for you. So that's why... When you wait upon the Lord, that's number one, taking time to wait upon the Lord. Number two, so that you can hear and see. Only do what God tells you to do. Only do what he tells you to do. Hear and see, God, what have you prepared for me today? What have you prepared for me to do this week? Where have you prepared for me to go? You have to take time to hear and see because many people are just running all over the place doing whatever they want to do. And that doesn't work. You know, Paul said, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. He didn't just run around doing whatever he wanted to do. You have to get the mind of God before you go out and try to fulfill his plan for your life. Take time to get the mind of God. 
So that's number that's number two. Number one, let's recap. For the people who are just joining us live, wanna say welcome. If you're watching live, let me know in the chat where you're watching from, I'd love to see that. Um, and so we're talking about the fact that God has prepared already amazing things for us in 2024, but we have to step into those things. And so we're talking about three ways that we can step into the plan of God in 2024. Number one was waiting upon the Lord. Number two is by hearing and seeing, Lord, what do you want me to do for each day? Hearing and seeing what he has prepared for you. And here's the last one. We're going to wrap up with this. Number three is acting in faith. So faith is a big thing. I don't know how much of a tangent I'll get on with faith here. Um, but I want, I want to go back to that Luke 22. When Jesus told them, hey, I've prepared a place for you guys to do the Passover meal. Jesus had a furnished and prepared room that he knew exactly where it was at. And so he told the disciples that that's the hearing and the seeing that I just talked about. They waited on the Lord by asking Jesus, where do you want us to go? Then Jesus told them, he began to download to them, go to this city, talk to this man, go to this room. That was the hearing and the seeing where God begins to show you what he has prepared. But here's step three. This is in Luke 22, 13. It says, they, then, then they left. They left the place where they currently were to follow the word of Jesus. And they found everything just as he had told them. So you have to then act in faith on what God has showed you. You spend time waiting on the Lord. You spend time listening and allowing him to show you things, but then you have to act in faith. There is an action. So because many people, as soon as they hear that scripture, wait upon the Lord, they totally shut down and go to, okay, we're just waiting for God to do something miraculous in my life. It doesn't work like that, my friends. Unfortunately, uh, if you are just waiting for God to do drop a miracle in your lap, that's not how God works. That's not how faith works. That's not how the Bible works. We have to work the word by acting in faith. If God has spoken something to you, if he's shown you something, it's up to you to go and lay hold of it. Like I said, there are good things that God has prepared for you, but if you don't step into them, then they will be left unclaimed. There are miracles and there are victories and there are open doors that are waiting for you. They're waiting for your faith to show up, but they will be left unclaimed if you do not show up with your faith. Many people walk right past what God has prepared for them because of a lack of faith. And you can go read all of Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, I started with Hebrews 4, 3, that God was, was explaining with the Israelites, God had prepared this amazing promised land for them, but they were not able to enter in because of their unbelief. Even though it was prepared, even though God had it ready for them, they missed out because they did not act in faith. They did not believe. So you can't skip this step. This step cannot be skipped. Acting in faith. You have to attach your faith. And so there's so many things I could say about faith. But, I, you know, one thing that's been on my heart lately, uh, let me just share this briefly. If you go to Mark 11, if you have your Bibles, Mark 11, this is probably the greatest scripture on faith. You want to talk about faith? You got to read Mark 11, right? Mark 11, uh, 20... Let's see, 23. 
Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted for him. Therefore, I say to you, all the things which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and it will be granted. So there's a bunch of things we could get out of here, but another version of this verse, it says, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you have received it. Whatever you desire, part of faith is desire. If you don't have a strong enough desire to experience God's best in your life, then you will miss out on it. This is a huge key to faith is desire. What do you really want? And people say they want the plan of God. (laughs) You know, people say they want the plan of God. People say, oh yeah, I'm standing in faith for X, Y, and Z. I'm believing for X, Y, Z. I'm believing for a, a miracle in this area of my life. But let me ask you this. People say, oh, I've been believing and it's been 10 years. If you've never taken three days to fast and pray about that thing, may I say that you probably don't desire it enough. If you really desire something, if you are really contending to see something in your life, you're going to do whatever it takes to lay hold of it. And so if you've, and that's a good question we can ask ourselves, right? And I ask myself this question. If you say you're desiring something so badly in your life and you, it's been years and you haven't seen it come to pass, do you desire it bad enough to wake up before the sun rises and seek the Lord and wait upon the Lord and ask him, Lord, where am I missing it? Do you want it bad enough to take three days to push away the plate and to say, no, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek the Lord until I see the power of God in my life. How badly do you want the plan of God? How badly do you want the good things that he's prepared for you? Because like I said, there are many, many, many good things, many miracles, many open doors that God has in store for you this year. But do you want it bad enough to lay hold of it by faith? Do you want it bad enough to contend in faith to lay hold of it? You have to want it. And I felt like that was one of the biggest keys when it comes to acting in faith. Of course, you have to move on it. You have to, you know, you have to have the boldness to act in faith. But really, I believe that acting in faith is rooted in your desire. If you want something bad enough, you will act accordingly. That's just facts. And you can think of it in the fleshly realm too. If you are hungry enough, It doesn't matter if you don't feel like it. Maybe it's pouring, raining outside. It's late. It's cold. You're going to go drive through uh, Chick-fil-A or whatever if you're starving. You're going to go do whatever it takes because you're hungry. You're going to get through all the obstacles because you're hungry enough to lay hold of that food or whatever it is. And it's the same in the spiritual realm. If you want something bad enough, you're going to do whatever it takes to lay hold of it. You're going to wake up as early as you need to wake up. You're going to press in as long as you need to press in. You're going to wait upon the Lord until he begins to show you where you need to be and what you need to do. So I want to encourage you with that as you're you're thinking about acting in faith. Concentrate on stirring up your desire. How do you do that? By listening to things like this. Listen to podcasts. Listen to sermons. Fill yourself with the word of God. And the more you eat the word of God, the more you take in people's testimonies and you take in, uh, you know, anointed sermons and all that kind of stuff, it's going to stir up your desire to see God's best in your life. And so I believe that 
this year, 2024, is gonna be your greatest year yet. And I really just wanted to come on here and encourage you guys with those three things. As we're wrapping up, let's recap. So number one, how do we step into the good things that God has prepared for us this year? Firstly, we have to wait upon the Lord. Secondly, we have to allow the Lord uh, to show us and speak to us what he wants us to do, what he has prepared for us. And number three is that we have to act in faith. Act in faith. Whatever God has spoken to you to do, throw yourself wholly into that thing. That's what I talked about on my podcast last week. I talked about whatever God has told you to do, 2024, now is the time. We are living in the end times. Uh, There is no more time to wait. If God has put something on your heart to do, today is the day to step out in faith and throw yourself wholly into the thing that God has called you to do. Throw yourself wholly. Throw away every distraction, everything that's going to try to pull you off course, get rid of it, cut it off, and and be single-minded and focused that this year you're going to throw yourself wholly into the assignment that God has given you. And I believe that as you do that, you're going to see the hand of God more than ever before in Jesus' mighty name. And so if you're watching live, I see the comments going on. That's awesome. I see Maria, you did the 21 day fast. That is awesome. That is so awesome. The 21 days of prayer and fasting, let me tell you, it was powerful if you joined us. Me and my husband were already seeing breakthrough from it and I know it's gonna continue throughout the rest of this year. And so before we jump off today, I wanna give you guys an opportunity if you would like to sow into this ministry. I put the link in the description of this video where you can partner with us financially uh, and sow into the word of God, sow into the preached word of God. And let me tell you, the Bible says that those who sow generously will reap generously. And for whoever sows uh, any amount on today's broadcast, I will go ahead and send you a copy of my book, uh, which is called A Glorious Bride. It's also on Amazon if you wanna check it out. Basically, my book is about what is the role of the end time church. I just did a podcast uh the other day on the rapture uh, and talking about the end times. And so if you know anything about Bible prophecy, you know that we are living in the end times. And so I believe this book will greatly bless you. It's about the role of the end time church that we are called to arise and shine with the glory of God like never before. And so I believe that will greatly bless you. And thank you so much to everyone who hopped on here. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.